All right, we're good. So our learning tonight is Lila Nishmas Ravram Ben David Meir Levin Zichron Levracha. So his yard says today, Bo Bayom. So let's uh, let's learn a little bit. We've uh, we've done we've done Kamarna. What I mean, we've done. We've spoken a little bit about Kamarna. We've spoken a little bit about Biala. So I want to uh, speak about something very close to my heart. I want to speak about um, House of Radoms, and uh, it's very different. Uh, in, in, in many respects than the, the two the two chatseris that we spoke about beforehand and uh, I hope to elucidate together with you guys and uh, this shear I guess is going to be more focused on the Torah of the Radomsker and uh, specifically to Tifer Shlomo who's the founder of Shashalos Radomsk so we focused more on, on his Torah and uh, we'll speak a little bit about uh, about his children his grandchildren um, so maybe with a little bit of Akdama you know you, the library of Hasidus is vast. There's so many Sparim to go to. There we go. That's tough. So there's a... Should be a napkin somewhere. There you go. Chef, right. Right. Kosi Revoyo. Or Coca-Cola Revoyo. It's pouring over. Uh, anyway. So, so the, the Hasidic... The, the library of Hasidus is large. There's many different Sparim that a person can, can turn to. There's uh, what we would call, quote-unquote, the classics, Svasemes, Kutmaran, uh, Tanya, um, Siva Shalom, for many people, Psicha, to Hasidus, very important thing in its own right. Um, but when I, when I discovered, I came across, and nobody told me about the Tefer Shlomo, and I discovered the Tefer Shlomo, it was like one of these things where you spend your time looking like, where's the vort, where's the big idea, where's the thing that I'm going to say over? And then you realize it's every word of the Tefer Shlomo. Every single thing I said today, the, the, the consistency of Chiddush, the consistency of, um, of Biurim and Perushim and the creativity that comes out of the Tefer Shlomo is astonishing. Um, and uh, if anything, if, if, if for nothing, uh, I hope... Uh, he writes in that uh, this introduction to Radomsk will serve as a, uh, an impetus for people to open up this farm of Tver Shlomo uh, alone. Um, so let's just go through the Shoshelas itself. If you look on the top left corner, so that's the seal of uh, the Tver Shlomo. That's his own personal seal with the uh, hands, or what's supposed to be the hands of Kohanim. And uh, the, grainy, the grainy image right next to it is actually the Latin signature. You could even make out the word Rabinowitz. It's the Latin signature, uh, side by side with the Hebrew signature of the Tefer Shlomo. This is on his, his Ksav Rabbanus. This is on his rabbinic contract, uh, something very important to me as a Shul Rabbi, <laughs> on his rabbinic contract uh, when, he became, uh, when he became the Rav of the town of Radomsk. He came in as the Rabbi of the town, not, uh, not necessarily as, a, as an Odmor, not necessarily as a Hasidic Rabbi, but he came in as a, a Rabbi, a town Rabbi, a Posek. So this was on his, uh, we actually have the text of his contract. Talks about uh, how much money he was supposed to get and uh, how this community is supposed to pay for the Otsas for Yom and Tovim and uh, the expectations of him uh, to be Dorish and Shabbos and So it's actually a, an amazing document. Shashel Sardam starts, starts with the following. You have the founder, Bishlomo Akoyin Rabinovich, that's the Baltfer Shlomo. His rabbis, he, uh, he met and spent time with Yehudi HaKadosh. His main rabbi is Rav Meir Mi'apta, who's a Balor Shamayim. Rav Meir Mi'apta is a Talmud of the Chose, and we'll see a little bit from him in a moment. Uh, he also received uh, much learning and was a chassid in certain respects of Yusachar Ber Miradashitz, who was also known as the Bal Shem uh, He was known as Bal Mofes. Apparently the Katska Rebbe even used to send people to, uh, to, the, to Rav Yusachar Ber to see Mofsim, which is a strange thing in its own Right, if, you, uh, if we know the Kutzker and what the Kutzker stands for in, uh, in Avoda. And then he also uh, learned by Rav Avram Tzvi Hershav based in Pietrikov. And uh, one other Rav of his that he learned Torah from, he received from many different people. One other rabbi that he received Torah from was Yeshayar Valtri Mipshed Vorj. Mipshed Vorj, who was the Chavrus of the Yehudi and uh, was, called by, was called by the Chosel Aron Hasfarim Sheli. That's what he said about him. And um, 
And apparently, the Tefer Shlomo, I heard a story from uh, Rabbi Shlomo Karabach, apparently the Tefer Shlomo uh, was zochet to meet the Chose in the last year of the Chose's life, when the Tefer Shlomo was four years old. So that's his, uh, that's his Rebbe's, um, but in many respects, uh, I think we could say he was also an autodidact, he was a person that learned and developed much of his own learning and his own derech of uh, explaining the Torah of the Baal Shem Tev in his own right, and the the, uh, the Tefer Shlomo dies in 1866 and he has a son one of his sons, he had two sons one son becomes the Avbeis Din in Radomsk and the other one becomes the Admar. we'll focus on the Admar. that's the Baal Chesed Avram the Avram Yisrael Chaber Rabinovich he dies in 1892 his son Rabbi Yechezke Rabinovich is the Knesset Yechezkel dies in 1910 and finally we end off with Rabbi Shlomo Rabinovich Shemi Koim Dama we'll speak about in a moment who was killed by the Nazis in 1942 along with his wife, his child, and his son-in-law, who is a great goan in his own right, Rabbi David HaKoyin Rabbi Navich, was also a cousin as well. And uh, so we'll talk about them in a moment, because I believe it's apropos during this time of the year, the nine days, and Tisha B'Av is uh, unfortunately upon us. So uh, to talk about a little bit of what was lost. I had a machshava. I had a machshava when uh, preparing for this year that maybe we would spend this week talking about the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov during the Holocaust. Uh, there's an entire sefer uh, on Otsar Chacham called Admarim Shenisfu B'Shoah, which talks about all the different tzaddikim that were killed by the Nazis and all the different shoshalus v'chassidim that were stopped at that time in our history. Uh, Radomsk is a perfect example. Radomsk at one point was one of the largest Chatseros uh, and Chasidas, thousands and thousands of Chasidim, uh, other houses like Alexander. Alexander was tremendous. Uh, even Radzin Ishbitza, which many of us are familiar with as well. We're talking about almost entire Chatseros of the Rebbe's and their children and their Chasidim that were almost completely wiped out. It is, uh, it is an important thing to remember just how amazing and impressive it is. That, uh, that we see, for example, Chatzeris nowadays like Bells and Babav that have many Chassidim and they've managed to rebuild themselves, Sans Kleisenberg, Satmer, places that have managed to go ahead and, and somehow, somehow, I don't know how it's possible, but to somehow rebuild and to continue in Avodah Hashem that their, that, their, that their ancestors and that their, that their parents had before the war that was almost completely snuffed out is nothing short of a modern day miracle. Um, I mentioned to some people afterwards just to watch uh, the Channel 2 documentary on the Kleisenberger and you could see just what an unbelievable thing it is to, to, have, to have lost everything entire way of life, an entire way, uh, entire way of transmission of life in Chassidus that was almost completely wiped out, not just people, but, but Orechayim, complete Orechayim that was wiped out, and that they were able to rebuild is something that is, uh, that is worthy of admiration, and, and, it's, and, and one is Mishtomim when they reflect on it. it is, it's nothing short of a miracle in my eyes. So a little bit about the uh, Tefer Shlom. Tefer Shlom's father, Rav Dotzviakoin, and his mother is Maras Fromet. He's born in the city of Voltova, and uh, his Saba, from his mother's side is the governor of Shlomo Avdeistin of Pinchov, who was a grandson of the Megala Amukos, who was involved on the side of the controversy between Rav Yonis and Eibshitz and the Yaivitz. So he, was, he was somebody that defended Rav Yonis and Eibshitz, and uh, I guess he transmitted that to his, uh, his great grandson because it is said of the Baal Shlomo that he knew all of the Urim Vitumim, which was a Sefer on Yerodeya and Achshita, and he knew it all Balpeh. Uh, by a young age. That was, I guess, a Mesorah in the family. And uh, they have a Ksav Yichus that goes all the way back to David HaMelech, Alev HaShalom. So that's his Saba. And uh, he was an Admor and also a Chassid, even though he, at a certain point, was Mechabal and Nesiyas and the Chatzar, and Chassidim came to him. We'll see in a moment how the Chassidim came to him. Uh, Even though he was both... uh, both a tzaddik and a leader, he was also a lifelong chassid. Uh, the Radomsker would travel to the Bad of Rechaim, to Rechaim Mitzans his entire life, and uh, he managed to combine both of these elements, being somebody that was behachna to other tzaddikim, and also being a tzaddik in his own right. Um, we, uh, there's a story that's told about the Radomsker, that the Radomsker died while learning Sefer HaZohar. The Hasidim had come in and saw him in the morning. They had thought that he was sleeping with the Zohar. And after a number of hours, they were mavchim that he didn't have Ruach and, uh, and that's how he had passed away. And uh, the Sfarim that I used in preparation for this year, there's a number of Likud Sfarim. Uh, and uh, I just uh, brought him for show and tell. I actually thought I would be here earlier. Um, in traffic, so I just wanted to show. So this is the Tfer Shlomo. This is those of other edition. I'm told there's 
there's much nicer editions. There's a mere edition that has a very long hakdama and biography. So it's Torah Moadim, and there's Likutim in the back. And here's another sefer I managed to get my hands on, uh, which is out of print. Um, but it contains There's Yikal Shlomo, which comes from the grandfather, uh, from uh, from the from the grandfather of Altfer Shlomo, uh, of um, his grandfather, who was the Av Beistin of Pinchov, Yikal Shlomo, Bei Shlomo Nataris Teferis is the Chidushim of the Baltifer Shlomo Amaseches Subos. So I found this from Mizrahi Books Online, which is an online used bookstore on eBay, and they have all kinds of treasures. If you want to waste a lot of time, you could just cycle through the thousands and thousands of pages and see if you like anything there. So I managed to get my hands on this also. Uh, and uh, the Svarim that I used also in preparation were Likut Svarim. So there's a Sefer that was brought out already in the lifetime of the Knesset Yechazkel called the Niflos HaTifer Shlomo, which has biographical details. There's Nitzutse Tifer Shlomo, which is you know, short likut of uh, different Torahs. There is a sefer called um, There's a sefer called Malchus Beis Radomsk, which is a biography and uh, history of the entire mishpacha. So this is the that I used. Uh, just before we get into the Torah, I want to talk a little bit about the last Admar. Well, I say the last Admar, even though the Hasidus of Radomsk did continue after the Holocaust. There's a Radomsk based medrash in uh, Lakewood. There's a Radomsk based medrash in. Uh, Borough Park, I believe, it even has a Twitter account, uh, and there's also, right, that's so you know it's real, that he, yeah, I think so, <laughs> He's a, he follows it when I saw it today, uh, and they follow him, um, and the, there is a, there's a Radams Kolo in Eretz Yisrael also, I believe, in Bnei Brak, and, uh, and the, the Admoris was passed over, but the, the last Rabinovich to lead Radams, because Rishlomo Chanach HaKohen Rabinovich, so I want to speak about it for a second because I believe it's important to speak about during the nine days and the time that we were in. He wrote a sefer called Shiv Cohen. He was an usher muflog. He was an incredibly successful and wealthy businessman. And uh, he, was also, he was also a rabbi. He ran a system of, of uh, Batei Sefer, of schools called Keser Torah, which uh, by the time the Holocaust came around, had had, before the Holocaust, it had something like 36 yeshivas. It had uh, Kolo Mitsuyanim in the city of Sosnovich, which is where uh, Rosh Shlomo Chanach lived, and uh, numbered something like 4,000 Talmidim throughout the uh, system of yeshivas. Just to give you a sense of the scale of what we're talking about, the Afats of Torah that we're talking about for these people. Hi. Where's your dumps? Radomsk is Poland. Radomsk is, is, I think it's like slightly outside of Galicia. It's Poland proper. Um, remember we said Galicia, I don't know. I remember in the first year when we were talking about Kamarna, so Galicia, Galicia is really at the nexus of Ukraine, Poland, and, uh, and, and Romania is right underneath it. So this is, but Radomsk is Poland proper. And... Um, so back to Shlomo Chanach HaKoyin. So he's killed in the ghetto of Warsaw. And, uh, and he, there were many, many different attempts to try and save him, to try and get him the opportunity to leave. And the Hasidim report, and when I say Hasidim, uh, specifically one, uh, one very faithful, Radomsker Hasid, Rav Naftali Besser. Rav Naftali Besser's son, if you ever saw the book, the rabbi, you definitely saw it, the rabbi of 84th Street. So the Besser Shtibel, so that was his son, Chatzko Besser. And... Um, and he, he reports that the that the Admer, that the uh, that the Baal Shev would go around and say, I am here with my people. It's obviously the words of the Shunamis to Elisha Navi uh, in Malachim Beis. But this is this is he said, I stay with my people. And even though there were many attempts to spirit him out of the ghetto and to save his life, he refused. And um, and he uh, and he was killed. He said, Batuachani. He's reported to have said, I am sure that Amalek is going to be defeated at the end of the day. He says, who knows if we're going to be the ones to see it. So maybe we'll be the ones to see the defeat of our days Amalek. Uh, it should come soon, and uh, and he was. This is talking from somebody that was looking at Malik directly uh, in their eyes. And um, basically, the story goes is that they were in Warsaw, and uh, the Gestapo apparently had a special, a unit of sorts that would track down the Admorim, that would track down the great uh, the great leaders of the Jewish people, uh, and they had lists, and they would try and find them and track them down. Uh, one story that I saw in uh, Rabbi Avram Finkel has like a catalog of different Admorim, short biographical sketches. Apparently they wanted to track down the Imre Emes, and they came and they found where the house he was staying and Gestapo uh, are knocking on the door and where is Herabiner Alter? Where is the Imre Emes? 
and uh, and a chassid actually decides in the spur of the moment. The story goes: the chassid comes out, and he says, "You got me echbin her rabbi her alter. I'm the uh, I'm the rabbi alter." And they shot him. They summarily executed him on the spot, and that gave the ability of the Imre Emes to eventually uh, to eventually buy time and escape and survive. And Ger, Ger survived. Ger is one of the largest uh, Hasidists nowadays. Um, and uh, so what happens is, is they rounded up. Uh, they rounded up Jews for an aktsia inside the, uh, the Warsaw Ghetto, and uh, they come and they locate the house that Rav Shlomo Hanach HaKohen is with his wife and his son-in-law, with his, with his wife, with his daughter and son-in-law. His son-in-law is also a cousin. His, his son-in-law is an amazing figure in his own right, the Chibina Rav, who's, uh, who has a famous distinction of being apparently the only person that made it into the Chazanish alive, that was quoted by the Chazanish even though he was still alive. Chibina Rav, who was a great gone, I think, uh, I believe his true so the Chivina Rav, I believe I might be making a mistake. So Chivina Rav, who was a great gone in his own right, said, and uh, try and understand as you can this kind of a pit put, this kind of a statement. He said, he said, there's two things about the Holocaust that uh, there's two things about the Holocaust that will always be avoided in my heart. The first is the loss of Alfei Ravavos B'nei Yisrael, uh, the, mar- the myriads of the Jewish people, and the second is the loss of Rav Davin HaKohen. Mm-hmm. The second is the loss of the son-in-law. He was the Rosh of all the yeshivas Kesar Torah, and he was apparently this tremendous gone. Anyway, the story goes that the Gestapo locates them, they come to their house, and they say to Rosh Lomachanach HaKohen, they say, come outside. To the to the to the court, you know, we're gonna take you to the forest. He says, "Kever Yisrael, I need a kever Yisrael," and uh, you know, so so they uh, so they you know they, they you know Nazis don't ask twice, and uh, and he said adamantly, "This is where I'm staying," and uh, they executed him on the spot, and uh, and he was buried by his chassidim afterwards, separately, but he was executed uh, uh, like an animal. I mean. Uh, so together with his uh, together with his grandson and his wife and his son-in-law, so he's a great tzaddikim. So it's hard to fathom what this means. And so this is the time of year that we try and think about such things. And uh, a yid is crushed if we try and think about these things uh, too often. But uh, bears saying, bears internalizing, bears uh, bears repeating and saying uh, that which we have inside of us. So I, I, I know that, uh, that I prepared the very Torah from the Dunsk. I'll tell you one other thing, but you should hear it for yourselves. So, uh, so I'm not really, I don't, I don't find myself, uh, the music, yes, I, I don't know so much about Roshulma Karabach. I don't know so, so many stories well. But one thing that I remember listening to with a friend of mine is a recording, very grainy recording. Roshulma is in some ashram or something in the early days and uh, with like lost Yidin. And he's talking to them about Yom Neirayim. And there's this one guy that you hear on the recording comes in, and it's a missionary, and he starts arguing with Rishlomo. And uh, if you've heard it, stop me. And basically Rishlomo, I've never heard Rishlomo Karbach get angry, but eventually Rishlomo Karbach has, has, had, has had it with this guy. He says, I'm trying to teach Torah to these, to these Jewish people. I'm trying to teach Torah to these, to these men and women and, uh, and to bring them closer. And he says, and he, and he screams, get out of here, get out of here. And then, and then Rishlomo goes off. He says, every single Jew here, every single person here has holy blood running through their veins. Their grandparents, their great-grandparents, their, the, the ancestors before them were ready, were ready in a second to be most inefficient Kiddush Hashem. And many of them did. How dare you? Get out. Get out. And he yells at them. And uh, so this is, this is what we have. This is our Masorah. These tzaddikim are, are our Masorah. So we should be very, very proud that the blood of these tzaddikim, that, uh, that Shem Yisrael's Nikra Leinu, and that the blood of these tzaddikim runs through us, and that we can learn their Torah, and that their Torah is part of our Masorah. So that's important chizik, I think, for me at least. So let's, let's take a look at the Torah of Radomsk. Radomsk, Radomsk what, what makes Radomsk so incredible is that, is that the Tefer Shlomo was not necessarily looking to be Makabal Nisius of Rechatzer. Tefer Shlomo became a Rebbe, I think, strictly by dint of the fact that his Torah was so electric, that his Torah was so Moshech, that his Torah was so magnetic that it brought people towards him. The Tefer Shlomo was Osef Hasidim to the extent that many of his mentors, many of his Rebbe's, for example, one of the Tamidim of the Chozer of Davim Lala, the founder of the Lalavar dynasty, so he has son of Moshe, Moshe took Lalav to Eretz Yisrael, and uh, so when he made when he made Aliyah, when he went to Eretz Yisrael, so he sent all of his Hasidim to 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 the Tver Shlomo. And furthermore, for example, Rav Yitzchak Varker, who didn't really start a dynasty in his own right, so Rav Yitzchak Varker sent all of his Hasidim to the Radomsker. 
And the Radomsker gained and gathered Hasidim. Radomsker started just by dint of... So can you imagine, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily because of, of... He did have distinguished lineage, but, but Radomsk became Radomsk by, by sheer force of the Torah of the Radomsker Rebbe. And when I, say, when I say consistent creativity, consistent excitement, consistent brilliance, that's, that's what we find in the Torah of Radomsker. We're still on the first page, so let's take a look. So the son of the Radomsker describes his father in the following way. The Cheslav Ram says... What were Shiurim by, by the Tfer Shlomo like? What was it like to be in the Chatz of the Tfer Shlomo? Just picture to yourselves the situation here. Everybody would be uplifted in a tremendous sense of loftiness when they were in the Chatz and they were in the, uh, the, the Tselo of, of, of the Tfer Shlomo. He was speaking about the matter of Gilgulim. It was like it was like sparks of fire coming out of his mouth. And he says, after Chatzos, that repentance, all this would be in the dead of night, deep in the dark. That's that's like a picture if you can imagine. Imagine what it's like, like visualize what it's like to be in the, in the position of these tzaddikim. So I, I want to start off with the tefillah. Start, we've already been speaking for 15 minutes, but I want to start with the tefillah that comes from the main rabbi of the Tver Shlomo, from Rav Meir Rottenberg, after the Balor L'Shamayim, Atamad L'Chose, and this is the tefillah Akdama inside his sefer. So we're just going to do the bracketed section, and this tefillah should, not only does I believe it summarizes uh, Hasidus, the entire tefillah here, but it also summarizes, I believe, uh, all of Yadus, really, in a certain sense. Uh, and this is the, this is the tefillah begins, at, that appears at the very outset of his sefer. He says, Really, Help us. Let the feelings of Nemichos, let the feelings of I'm not so big, and that I'm, I'm Shafel, and I'm a Berian Nemucha, I'm a degraded creature. May I fear God so that I don't sin. May my heart always be in joy in the presence of God. That a Within me, and that's what I was created for this. And may the wisdom of God be so that I should always have this picture in front of me, God's greatness. And that which I can't understand, and, and to be comfortable with that, to accept that which I can't understand. That my heart should not, uh, should, not, should not be raised up, and I shouldn't run after honor and greatness and wealth. My soul should pine to do that which is upright and straight in God's eyes. I should be ready to be most and nefesh at any and God Almighty, remove all the things that separate me from you. Return me in repentance. May everything that I do may everything I do be pleasant, not just for the people around me, but and I shouldn't be confused in the service of God. Kids, what you see over here is, is a tefillah. This is right up there with the tzetel katan of Rav Melech Medjensk. This is right up there with the tefillah of Rav Melech Medjensk. The beauty of these words and the way that they express what a true Eved Hashem feels within their hearts is, I think, instructive of where the Tefer Shlomo is coming from, who is Rebbeimar, and where his Torah comes from. So we start a little bit by learning his Torah. Let's take a look at source number two. Source number two comes from Tefer Shlomo, Chelek Mu'adim, Rosh Hashanah, Lamedal, and Rebbeiz, Dibramas, Vachin, Sadikim. And what the Tefer Shlomo is talking about over here is the Ma'ala of Tzaddikim. We find consistent theme throughout all the Svarim of the Radomsker. I'm not saying this because I've seen enough, I'm saying this because this is what I read. Consistent theme is the Midah of Yesod, foundations. And Yesod is connected to Tzaddik, Yesod Tzaddik, and all the Tzaddikim, with the Tikkun of Yesod, with the, with the rectification of this Midah of Yesod, everything is able to sprout forth from this. That's where, that's where Tzemach Yeshua's come from. That's where, that's where true Torah comes from. So we find constantly, Lishonas, the, the Radomsker is at his most radical, is at his 
most uh, is at his most shocking when talking about tzaddikim, when talking about the, the matter of what a tzaddik is and, and, and how a tzaddik functions. And he quotes the, the verse, Listen to this. We'll explain how great it is, what the matter, how great the matter of tzaddikim is. Why is it that we find with Balshemtov all of a sudden there was such a concept of tzaddik before, but now all of a sudden there's a concept that people are going to draw themselves to these chatseris, that people are going to go and to visit the tzaddik, to watch the tzaddik eat, to watch how the tzaddik carries out his daily activities. Why is there such a thing? Why did that start with Balshemtov? And why is this this Indian by Chasidus? Previously, the model of a tzaddik was somebody that was a separatist, was somebody that was hidden behind the, the thick tomes of their works that they were studying and deeply ensconced inside their Basay Medrash and Yeshiva. And they were Kedoshim Teorim, they were obviously very pure and holy. But now in our generations, and this, is obviously, uh, this obviously speaks of our generation as well. What the Baal of innovate is that people will burst forth into the chambers of the tzaddik and call out the tzaddik to the people as well. That's what he innovated because we have to grab onto these, to these cedars of Lebanon, to these arzei Lebanon, to be mechazek ourselves. Ten people hold on to one. Everybody according to their level. In the future, we will see all the tzaddikim and we'll be greeted by our by by the by the mamas and the papas, by the avos and imos. And we'll see all the tzaddikim and we're going to have an opportunity to meet Avram Avinu, meet Asara Imenu. We're going to have an opportunity to meet Adavad Amelech. We'll see Rav Kok, we'll see Rav Nachman, we'll see, we'll see all these tzaddikim. How will we have any concept of how to interact with them? How will we have any concept of what to do when we see them? Or how to, how, to, how, to, how, to, how to react to their presence if we don't attach ourselves to tzaddikim that are here with us now. If we don't take advantage of the fact that there are tzaddikim here with us now and to connect ourselves to them. It's, it's like a, a, a practice run, at least. This whole world is a practice run. But it's a practice run for what, for, for what the future will bring when all the tzaddikim will come back together in that great circle. This is what is merumas. Mir Hashem, we will see and we will be joyous. The joy that we have now when in the presence of a tzaddik, the joy that we have now when we go to a tzaddik will be the same joy, will be, well, not the same joy, it will be a tamtsis. It's a, it's a reference point for the joy of seeing all the tzaddikim in the future. Year of Yismachu. And then we say, We should be happy being in the presence of tzaddikim now. And because of this, we're happy. Because we're able to, we're able to go and greet them. They could show us their kedusha. Amen. And because of this, so we'll be able. Part of this is his own aspect of seeing the rebuilding of Jerusalem and Zion, and uh, we should see, we should see all these tzaddikim. So, in a sense, connecting to this connecting to them now and learning their Torah and learning about their biography and learning about who they were and how they lived. So that, in a sense, is, is, is an aspect of this Torah, is connecting uh, to what we will see in Mir Tashem. We'll all be able to greet the Fer Shlomo. May it be soon, and we'll be able to say, look, we connected to you, we connected to your words. Mm-hmm. Another Torah from Tfer Shlomo. Tfer Shlomo exhibits a deep, deep psychological insight in his Torah and uh, with also a, uh, a, an immensely gratifying focus on on chasadim, on chasad, acts of loving kindness, and rachamim, and mercy, and kindness. So listen to what he says. Kimala Hamas. He's talking about the parshas Noach, obviously. Here's Rashi. Rashi says, So you have this whole generation, and the Torah and the Chazal tell us that because they stole from one another, because they stole, that's why their judgment was sealed. 
really doesn't make any sense. What does it mean that these Rishon, these evil people, stole from one another? All of a sudden, God cares so much about the money and the petty crimes of these, uh, these Rishon. There are so many other things. We know that they were involved in the big three virus as well. All of a sudden, on Gzela, that's the big deal. That's the thing that goes ahead and causes their whole world to be overturned and destroyed. How could that be? Listen to what he does over here. Avram asked, How were you guys saved from the flood? And from God's anger at the time. I don't know. Because we had mercy on the animals that were with us. Because we were kind to animals. Because we saw, even for animals to have kindness. If you have kindness on animals, hopefully you'll have, you'll have kindness towards human beings. It's an amazing thing. Because if you think about the, the, the Torah sort of the catch-22. Right? It's almost as if he's saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put them, the Teva itself is not necessarily the thing that saved them, it's what they did in the Teva that saved them. The Teva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have had the Teva uh, sink in a, in a moment's notice it's because of the Gemil's Chasadim that was Muslim to them to do. It's almost that they were already starting Olam Chasid Yiban. How do you build a new world? The way that you build a new world is that you start to do Chasid in the Teva and that, and that, and that is what allows them to emerge into the world. It says that Adam Skribe Emes Kainu because they had and they aroused this meat of mercy in their good deeds because we acted with loving kindness and mercy thereby HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy came down upon them and man and beast were both saved and man was saved in the schus of the behema now this is this is the Radomsker taking this measure. She's asking a question. I mean, the creativity here. This is all him. This is all him. The, the creativity here is staggering. It's an ama- it, and the idea seems so natural. It doesn't seem... This seems like... It's almost you read this and you feel like, oh, yeah, this is Pashat. This is exactly what I thought about when I read, when I heard Pashat Snoach being read in Shul. It's so, it's so intuitive that this is how it is. And this is the ease with, with, with which the Radomsker interpreted Divrei Chazal and interspersed it with understanding Divrei Torah as well. He says, But the rest of the people, the Gzela was indicative of the fact Right? Had the rest of the generation been in the table, they would have stolen the food from the animals also, probably. That's who they would have been. Continuing on, and uh, I guess we'll try and get in as much Torah here as possible, but I'm also, uh, as usual, cognizant of everybody's time. I'm sure you guys are uh, super exhausted from all, uh, from all the amazing work that you do. Let's take a look a little bit more. So to show you another aspect of the Radomsker's Torah, there are, there are places in the Tefer Shlomo, which comes from the hand of the Radomsker, there are places in the Tefer Shlomo where he just goes free associative, almost flights of fancy. The only uh, parallel, really, that I know of in uh, Sifrei Chassid, this is Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman, Zebechina, 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 the chains of Bechinos and the free association of ideas and, 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 and interspersing them together, uh, you, find, uh, you find an analog uh, in, the, in the words of the Tefer Shlomo. I think in many, in many ways, the way in which these two tzaddikim were able to weave together Torah ideas from disparate places and to focus on the words and to, and to split the words and to allow that to germinate into a Torah is amazing. Uh, if you look at the Likutim at the end of the Chelek Torah, where they have Likutim Ksavyad, that were printed later, that weren't included in the original Tefer Shlomo. So if you look in the Likutim, you'll find that the, the Tefer Shlomo has, has, has Divrei Torah, they're like fragments of Torah, and it must be at a point that his mind was going so fast, that his ideas were running so fast. Rav Kook actually writes about this. Rav Kook writes about the Schar Chores, the, 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 the almost like, in English you would say, the nausea that comes from being overloaded, right? Sometimes we have a Aram in a Shamayim, so you find yourself like, you're in like an amazing shir, you're hearing like amazing Torah, and one idea connects to another idea, and like all of a sudden you start connecting the, the Rebbe or the teacher's words, and, and you're like almost overwhelmed. It's almost like, uh, right, you almost start to like bug out a little bit. It's too much. So, so that's where we find the Radomsker at a certain point, in a certain stage in his writing, is just fragments, words, and you have to do all the work connecting them because it's just like impossible to, 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 to read and to understand. It's just like, it's, it's, it's total bechinas. So he writes over here just to show you how this works. 
In this particular instance, this is one of many, he says, God made it so that we should be in fear and awe of God. The Ikribriya of the world, the main reason for the creation, the main purpose of creation is that we should be in awe of God. That the fear and the awe of God should be seen in the world. That Bereshis is an amalgamation, a permutation, is that we should return in fear and in awe of God. God made everything, and this is where Yiras finds its way, not Ritzadok. Another tzaddik, but the first Shlomo is locating Yira as the central kernel of all existence. He says, And we know that the world was created from the Evan Shesia, which is underneath the, the Dome of the Rock nowadays on Harabayas. So, Chazal tell us that the world was created from it. That's the main place of Yira. And that's why we have concepts in halach of Mara Mikdash. That's why we have the, that's why the city itself, that people interpret the city, Tzadikim say, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. This is a city of full Yira. So you see the free association, the idea starts to balloon until it, it's, you find this with Rabbi Nachman's Torah, the idea balloons to a point that encompasses everything. Everything is encompassed in the idea. And that's why that's the place that God tells us, the, the Torah tells us, Shalosh Pamim Vashani Yerek We have to see and be seen at that place. We have a mitzvah of Riyah when we come to, Tarabais, we have mitzvah of Re'iyah when we come to Shalayim and Shalosh Regalim. And then we say, Kiderach Shabbat Liras Kach, Baal Yiras, Lashon Yirak Iker Hamshach Asayira Misham, the main place in which we derive Yiras Hashem, comes from then. And what, and what he's doing now is that the word Yira is sort of oscillating, not just from awe, it goes from like fear to awe, and now it comes to visualization. It comes to actually seeing it. How am I in awe? And how do I find, how am I in fear? By visualizing the place that we have, the Judaism has no representation, visual representation of divinity. The closest we have is the Yerkulis Yofi. We have the most beautiful city in the whole world. We have the city that the whole world was created from. Right? That's the place in which we draw Yira from. Misham Nikra Har Hamoria Har Yira'e. Right? Usually we'll hear a chazan say that out loud during Hashanah's Behar Yira'e. God says to Avravinu. So the Radomska continues over here. Amazing. He says, Of course, God knows that Avram Avinu is Yerushamayim. Avada, right? He, he made the trip there. How does he know that Avram Avinu is, 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 a, is Kim? Because he's combined his Yerushamayim with being in Hara Maria and Yerushalayim. That's, so, so that's this free associative idea that takes one concept and just allows it to balloon and to germinate and develop into an amazing idea. We'll skip the next source just in the interest of time. I'm just, I want to give you guys a taste, the tamtsis of all this. We could, uh, we could spend, if I were more skilled, we could probably spend the whole shir on, on just a single one of these Torahs, but just to show you just how beautiful and what a Torah HaMesamachas this is, and, um, and time is already running out. So this comes to Tzver Shlomo, Chelek HaTorah, Parshas Vayichi. Listen to this beautiful idea, and this is again the aspect of Rachmanus and the psychological depth and the kindness that comes through in the Torah of the Radomsker. He says, The job of a tzaddik, like we saw with Noach, Tzaddik is to bring down God's chesed to the world, to, to, to bring it. Tzaddik at the end of the day is not there to teach us Torah. Tzaddik at the end of the day is not there to admonish us. The Tzaddik at the end of the day is not there to go ahead and to, uh, to give us shirayim. All those things are jobs of the Tzaddik and, and, and vocations of the Tzaddik. But if you could boil it down, at least in the Tzfer Shlomo's parlance, the job of the Tzaddik is to bring down chesed. The job of the Tzaddik is to, is to implore God on behalf of everybody else to have mercy. To, to be, we see this, we see this in Shasal, so we see this in Tefillah of Rabbi Yishmael Kohen Gadol, right? Rabbi Yishmael Kohen Gadol is Olu Gedusha V'Tarlef, and he has, a, he has an audience before Kisya Kavan, and what does he say? She go l'rachamecha midosecha, have mercy, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on your creation. Have a little mercy on us. That's what the Tzaddik asks for. That's what the Tzaddik, that's what the job of the Tzaddik is at the end of the day. The Tzaddik wants to see the good of the Jewish people. And we see this with the, with the earth Tzaddik, 
with Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Shalom says Vayigdal Moshe Vietzel Achiv. Listen to the Damsker Perish on this pasuk. Perish. What was the greatness of Moshe? He was so well. This that, and it's an amazing thing because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have to experience the suffering of the Jewish people. He could have remained in the palace, but he was Yotzei to see the Tsar of the Jewish people. Everyone was like a brother, was like family to him. This is how Moshe merited to become the Manigador. The main job and the main service of the Jewish people is that we're, we are Arevim Zelazah. So, what the Radamskir does with his parish, people that go straight in the, the paths of service of God. So in, in, a, in a way, it's a double entendre. It's right, right? Right? It's like, what's the most Jewish thing? The most Jewish thing is like, Shalom Aleichem. Right? It's like the most Jewish thing you could do. Shalom Aleichem. And to mean it. And to say it. And to really mean it. Right? How are you doing? Right? Obviously, that, that, that could be expressed in different ways. Right? What's up? I think it's a Torah also when Yaakov sends Yosef to Marshall to find out, you know, to, oh. I think. This is the Radomsker has no, that? Not familiar, not familiar. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's, that's the concept. Here he says, right? We know in Alacha that we have when there's a Shoel, so Shoel is Kol Hano Shalom. Right? This is, this is the Iker pleasure that we get that of being a Yid, is being Doresh B'Shalom Chaveiro, to be Moiser Dash. Right. Let's um, let's do one or two more Torahs and then and then we'll finish. So one Torah for Shabbos Parshas Chazam and to uh, and the Shabbos that's Balein uh, Litova and what the Shabbos means in Radomsk and the Radomsk says it's nothing short than one of the most, if not the most important Shabbos of the year. We know that the twenty one days of the Beinam Etzarim period so that can tell us that connected the twenty one days between Rosh Hashanah and Shmini Atzeres that these that these are all that these are parallel times and that one can affect and one can accomplish the same sort of spiritual gains. During this time, we say, Dear Shashem Bimatsu, in the first after the Tlas de Puranusa. This is a time, even though we would say, people tell you it's ominous time, it's a dangerous time, it's a scary time. Bilam Arasha already told us, and we should take his advice. Bilam said, Hey, we don't play games with superstition. We're not Pachas the Mazalos. Ain Mazal Yisrael. Ayin Mazal Yisrael says this to Chin Rav. We connect to Ayin. We connect to Ayin. We connect to something above all this. So during this time that may seem Kochashuchim, that may seem very dark, actually, what's hidden, what's hidden beneath this is actually the greatest possible light. You could see just Lefigodla Hester, because the greatness of the Hester, that will be the Godel, that will be the Erech of the Giloy that comes after the revelation. So says the Radamskar, Az Talking about Shemitah. How important and how great is Shabbos in the time of our exile? There's joy. Hashem is, is joyous when Shabbos comes. More than the time that the Beis HaMikdash stood. Striking Lashon is an understatement. Even though we're in exile, when Shabbos comes around, there's the unifications of the worlds. If you're like me and you, and you sneak in a Nusach Svard in an Ashkenaz Shul, so you say, Shabbos is a time that all the different streams, all the different colors, all the different varieties, everything comes in his Olebekana Achas. Everything is Ichud Afachim. Everything comes together on Shabbos. Shabbos can never be taken away from us, right? Shabbos is something that always stands forever. Beis Amitesh could be destroyed, Shabbos can't be destroyed. And then during the days of the week, Kajbachu is Kivyachal together with us in Golos. So there's a Golos physically from space, from Eretz Yisrael, and there's a Golos from time. There's a Golos. During the days of the week, we all enter feelings of tzaddikim. Read Vayitim Lechan. Read the read the read Seder Motzei Shabbos. You'll see the, the, the comparison is nothing short than, than a person that's going out into Gullus. That's the It's Gullus in time. We are in, we are in Eretz Yisrael in time, Beis HaMikdash in time, which is Shabbos, and then all of a sudden it's the weekday, Saturday night, right? It's, uh, so that's why we do Malav Malka. 
but we try our best, but God is also Begolus. Aderch Ima Anochi Betzara. God is together, is Meshtatif Betzara and Shal Yisrael. In Kenk, Sheba Yom Shabbos Kodesh Yeshul Hashem Yisbarach Simcha Gedola. And then Shabbos comes and God Almighty is Kivyachul, enjoy with us. Shnasa Yichud Vyetz Me'agolus. That God too comes out of Golus with us. When the Beis HaMikdash was around, that Yichud Shabbos could also be felt during the week as well. And then Shabbos in the times of Beis was, can you imagine what a Shabbos in the times of Beis HaMikdash was? So then it wasn't so different. Right? You hear the, the genius in this? Nowadays, right, we say, because the, according to the, to the level of the occlusion is the level of the revelation. So nowadays, there's a real difference between Shabbos and the days of the week. Golos is really felt during the days of the week, and Shabbos is a real essence of Geula. In the times of Beit Samikdash, it wasn't such a difference because during the days of the week, you could feel Shabbos also because there was a Beit Samikdash, there was Oymid Altila. So God wasn't. So now, as Golus Shabbos said. Now, when we're in Golus, the land will crave its Shabbos. That we do Shabbos, even the Shabbos Chazon. We know what's ahead of us. That's Besimcha Gedola. It's enough sitting in the Valley of Tears. The time that we're in now is the Valley of Tears. The Baal Shem Tov taught us a way in which Torah, even the most difficult psukim, even psukim to talk about difficult, sad things, can be elevated and can be transformed into something joyous and uplifting and can be a bomb for a weary soul. He says, Rav Lecha Shabbos Kabacha, Rav Lecha Shabbos. The Shabbos and the Eme Kabacha, the Shabbos during the time of the year, that's the time of the year of tears, that Shabbos is Rav Lecha. That Shabbos is a great Shabbos. Yoiter God Domikol Yemos Hashanah, greater than all the other times of the year. Look, look at this creativity, look at this genius. When I say that the, when I say that, you know, you find different houses of Hasidus express different aspects of the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov, which is really the Torah of the Arizal, which is covered in a different way and expressed and packaged in a different way. So when in Radomsk you find all of it, the Radomsk, the free associative, the Gematria side of it, the Ramazim, the, the Pshat side, the, the engagement with the Pilpul, the, this, is, this, is the, this, is, this is why this is why just by sheer force of his Torah, the Radomsker became the Radomsker. I mean, what a thing, what a thing. Because the pain we feel during these weeks, during the, during the Bain of Mitzvah, because the pain that we feel is so great. So the Shabbos, when we have a, when we have a, rela- a when the pain is relaxed, so, so we rise to, um, we, we rise to such a high level. Can I do two more? Can we do two more? Is that okay? Okay, so, so the last one, and this is, uh, and uh, I'll say this as, Someone slightly older uh, than you guys, I would say one of the, I guess one of the things that still keeps me from is that I'm employed. Uh, but the other thing that uh, that's my jobs. But one of the things that also keeps me, uh, that keeps me a mom and, and gives me such chizuk is friendship. Is friendship. If I were to give advice to anybody that's looking to make sure that the avodas Hashem is something that is perpetuated and continues, it's kneila chachaver. Acquire for yourself a friend, people at all costs. The Torah is nicknames Bechabura. And the dark Avodah Hashem is nicknames Bechabura. Listen to what the Radomsker says about friendship. We know this from all the tzaddikim. Piazetzna taught us that when you reach the highest level in your own personal Avodah Hashem, after you're an Avrech and after you're a Talmud, so you get to Neymach Shavatova. You gather with friends, and you spill your guts to them. And, and, and these are the friends that are going to keep you on the straight and narrow. Friendship is such an, it's not just a nice thing, it's such an important yisod, such an important yisod in, in, in Yadus and Avodos Hashem. And the Radomsker says, and this comes from the Hakdama of Oel Shlomo and Sefer Shlomo, and the Radomsker loved very much the concept of friendship, circle of friendship, and connection of friends. One of the Hasidim came and said, he wanted to hang out with his friend. He came, visited his friend. It was time to hang out. His friend turned his back on him and said, I'm going to learn. 
They didn't chill. They didn't have a chill. Right? And this friend who had to go learn, had a chavrus or whatever, had to go learn instead of hanging out with his friend for a chill. So he was also So this is what the Radomsker said to him. This is the friend that turned away. And uh, we know that this is the Malach, this is the representative of Esav, our antagonist. And we, the Malach begs of Yaakov to leave because he has to go sing Shira, Kilusul Fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Chora, says the Radamsker, Vumash Kasev Chulim Perekidah, Nashav Lechora Kasha. How did our rabbis know that this was the Malach of the wicked Esav? That this was like a bad angel? What, what, what did he say that was bad? He said, I have to go sing Shira for HaKashmach. What was bad about that? Must have been it was a good Malach and not a bad Malach. Says the Radam script to this guy that turned his back on his friend. It's true. What was difficult for them? The Malach was, was wrestling with Yaakov Avinu. He was fighting with Yaakov Avinu. Right? The Teferis of Davos. Right? The Mizuk of Avram and Yitzchak together. Right? The, the Rosh Shif Dekah. If this were a good Malach, it would have stayed by Yaakov. He would have had the, he had the opportunity... Have yichidus with Yaakov Avinu. He had to read to sit. You know, maybe after you fight, sometimes you know, like uh, when I fight with my brothers, usually afterwards, uh, you know, you, you make up afterwards, right? And you and you, and you talk about the fight. Malach should have stayed with Yaakov Avinu. What are you rushing back away from Yaakov Avinu for? The kavim and shleimus. How could how how could he leave him and not stay in in the presence and chill with Yaakov Avinu? Lishtashe is like I'm not using the word chill for not. Lishtashe is like shashum to play to hang out. That's how we know there was the sar of Esav. It's enough to understand the import of these words. And this man who turned his back on his friend understood how, how important it was. Last thing, we'll finish off because, again, we've been talking about Sadiqim. I guess uh, next week uh, will be Mir Tzashem, our last time learning for, for anyone that wants. Um, still, still uh, jury is out on what exactly, uh, which. Uh, with two things, whatever. So let's to, to talk about Sadiqim and what we're doing here. And what's this avoda of learning about them and their biographies? So this comes from Rav Ram Zalik Ayelebish Rabinovich, Dvar Machad Maktama Sefer Akadah Shifre Kohen. So it's Radamskar Enakol, and he writes this in one of the Akdamas in the Sefer Shifre Kohen from Rashal Machanach Kohen Rabinovich Hashemi Kamdama. Listen to this. So he quotes his grandfathers and he says, The tzaddik is still called alive even after they pass on from this world. It's like a lost item, a lost object. We lose something, we know it's here. I know it's got to be here. right? I, I left my phone on silent, but it's got to be here. We know, it's, we know it's present. It's just that we can't see it, but we know it's still here. The tzaddik is still very much here in this world. We don't see. This is why we can't stop mourning over tzaddikim, because we cannot receive tanchumim. We can't receive, just like Yaakov Avinu with Yosef HaTzaddik, when his son Yosef was missing for all those years. We cannot be comforted on those that are still, in a sense, chai. Chai v'kayim. That's what we mean when we say they're still here. And that's what we mean when we talk about in rabbinic parlance, when we talk about the loss of tzaddikim, we say, chaval al da'avdin, that they're lost. Not that they're gone, not that they're never coming, that they're avdir, they're lost, that tzaddikim are lost. They're missing object. 
They're still here, but they're not present in front of us at this moment. We don't forget them. Let's dig deep and let's find a way to connect our souls. If a person learns Torah Lishma and connects himself to the Osios, the letters of Torah, so by learning the words of these tzaddik, we tie ourselves into the soul of the tzaddik that said them. We mentioned the first year, during the Gemara, this is how we bring Geula, by connecting these traditions. To bring, to bring a sort of sense of rest and a sense of equanimity to the soul of these tzaddikim. So the Schuss is speaking about these tzaddikim, speaking after Torah. So Mir Tashem will be able to greet them just like we saw in the first Torah. And who knows, who knows if next Shabbos we'll be able to, uh, to learn together with the, the Damsker and all the other tzaddikim we've spoken about, the Chavrusim, the Chabura, the Hirvi Amen.